0: To the Bumblecast, I'm your host Ian Flynn, the Bumble King, and joining me as always is my Bumble go host Kyle JCRB Krauss Hi, this is an
1: exciting week because is it? It's a new week because it's uh-huh. the, uh huh. I mean, I don't know really. I don't know what
0: makes it any different from any other week, but here we are. Well, it's an exciting week because at the end we have an early Bumblecast live oh. scheduled for Saturday the 19th at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Got to do it a little bit early because I'm going to be occupied at Fan Expo in Toronto, the final weekend in August, and there is no way I will have the time, energy, or mental fortitude to handle two hours of Q&A and do a show. So we're going to be doing it a weekend early. That's Saturday the 19th. Come with your questions prepared. I don't know why I'm telling you to do that because you always do. You guys are amazing. (laughs)
1: Well, I mean, I had nothing planned. It's a good thing you were uh, planning something because I had nothing. I had nothing for what anything that made this week special. So, thank you for that save, Ian. You've saved me. You're welcome. You've saved me the embarrassment of people knowing that uh, I just fly by the seat (laughs) of my pants and do do uh, nothing to prepare for this show in the slightest.
0: That's not true. You've compiled this list of questions for our patrons over at Patreon.com slash Bumblecast, Kofi.com slash Bumblecast, and our YouTube members.
1: I mean, to be fair, the people sent the questions. I just put them in alphabetical order by username. So, but
0: still, hey, I suppose. That's something I didn't have to do, and I appreciate it. So let's get to it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Let's start off. We're getting a little spicy to start off. We got this one here from Anarchimation. I resent the Sonic fandom. Oh, Thanks off for listening to the Bumblecast. Abort! <laughs> abort! Starting off strong. It seems all they really want to do is relive the past instead of looking forward, and all they really want to do is constantly engage in debates over a lot of aspects in those stories, especially over Son Amy. I like this current modern era because in the past, it was hard to believe Sonic actually considered Amy a friend before we never saw Sonic, Tails, and Amy together in the Tornado. Before, Sonic would have never voluntarily invited Amy anywhere. He'd be much too frightened to do so. All for the sake of making an interesting dynamic? To make him look cool? It just made me very sad and angry that Sega never actually developed Amy further or her bond with Sonic until recently. I see people pointing fingers at Sega of America when Sega of Japan was the one who actually thought this would work. The hate has lessened, but it's still there. I don't care that Sonic Prime is canon or not. All I really care is about Sonic feeling safe with Amy and them just having a real relationship that actually goes somewhere. And I very much want that to stay. Where's the question?
0: I'm not seeing a question mark in there, buddy.
1: Not really. O- um, other than the ones about to, to all and- for the sake of the, an interesting dynamic or to make him look cool. I don't know what the question is.
0: I mean, but cool. And here... Then here is this sagely pearl of wisdom from someone who has been in the fandom trenches for nigh upon 20 years now. More than that. Honestly, if you are not getting much from your interactions online, don't. Yeah. Don't have them. There is no obligation for you to engage. You do not need to ruin your mood and you don't need to ruin anybody else's fun. If you're not having a good time, leave the party. You are perfectly valid enjoying Sonic in your own way in the privacy of your own room, headspace, mind palace, what have you. (laughs) It's okay. Maybe you can find a little community that's, you know, more in vibe with you and y'all can hang out, and that's cool. Or not, in which case, that's also cool. Not everyone has to agree or be perfectly in sync on every opinion on the franchise. That will never happen. sonic or anything else so rather than bring yourself down just enjoy it for the way you enjoy it and that's perfectly fine and valid and good indeed all right let's
1: move on to this one here from andrew d has the lore team decided on what exactly rocket metal is yet is it a metal sonic or a mecha sonic the number 29 makes me think there might be at least 28 other models in this potentially mass-produced line in a similar fashion to the e100 series regardless if they all look exact or not. We do see a number of robo-eggs attacking in the intro story of Sonic the Fighter, so I imagine that Death Egg 2 was mass-producing something threatening aside from the regular Badniks. I remember you thought once before that it was made by Tails, but there is an Eggman logo on it. Yeah, that was a bit of
0: confusion, I think, on my part. It, early uh, lore and info days were full of misdirection and mistranslation and just plain fanfic masquerading as factual information that they exclusively got from Japan somehow because, you know, it was the early internet. We were all naive. Uh, Mm -hmm. As for what it is, I don't know. And considering it has shown up in a intro cinematic for a game that is like the softest of canon in the timeline, it doesn't really matter right now. All right. Here's one for Batman 69. LOL. What if Team Rose,
1: Cream, Big, and Amy team up with Marvel's Wolverine? How does the team up go? <laughs> how does Logan gel with them and how do they with him? And most importantly, how does the inevitable Cream inviting everyone back home for dinner go? Will Logan dare to light up a cigar at the dinner table?
0: If we're taking like so... the most current incarnation of Logan, who is in control of himself and aware of his surroundings and has come a long way from his berserker bad boy 90s days. It's an incredibly wholesome team-up. He's going to protect these poor little bodies being assaulted by God knows what. I mean, we get one little interaction where they're in there where he's like, I'm the best at what I do. And what you do isn't very nice. No, it's not. <laughs> and that's about as far as it goes. <laughs> he absolutely does not light one up at the dinner table. What kind of animal do you think he is however after the kids have been put to bed sure he and vanilla go out on the porch and light one up that's fine but that's (laughs) after
1: dinner yes yes
0: (laughs) i'm glad vanilla is willing to partake (laughs) and between cheese get the pico pico hammer and big's you know gravitational pull big's bigness and logan's claws the There's no robot that's going to be standing by the end of this. It's going to be a massacre. It's just going to be Uh G-rated. Uh-huh. (laughs) Uh-huh. Good. Good.
1: Destroy them robots. Slice and dice. (laughs) I mean, it makes sense. Logan ends up being surrogate dad to every young girl that goes anywhere near him. Mm -hmm. So, you Mm -hmm. know, I mean, big is just kind of there. He's just by association, I suppose. That's I mean, Big okay. may
0: be a cat, but he's
1: essentially the Meta Capybara of the universe. Essentially. He can get along with anybody. Essentially. Essentially. Yeah. He's a good guy. He's a good dude. Ah, just, just Let's not talk about Vanilla being part of the Weapon X program.
0: She's put those days behind her. Logan helped cover up that part of her history.
1: Good. 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 <laughs> Here's a question from Brian N. What's your opinion on the idea that the Chaos Emeralds were created by the Outer God Nyarlathotep, Nyarlathotep? Assuming you know whose Lovecraft's creations are, although they're found in modern occultism. Also, the Soul Emeralds, the Outer God Azathoth, a nuclear chaos slash creation, and the Phantom Ruby, a rather more unknown Outer Goddess, Barbalzoa, found in occultism. Also, how would the cast, how would the main cast's reaction be to such revelation, especially Knuckles, Eggman, and Rouge?
0: Well, number one, this is a fan idea, so now that you put it in front of me in public, I can't use it. Number two, I don't think it was going to ever get used anyway, so it's kind of a... That's exactly... I need to highlight this. You need to stop throwing your ideas at me, guys. I cannot consume these. Stop it. That's why
1: even I put it, is... it in here, because it's like, well, they're never going to even broach the topic of <laughs> I know. I <laughs> love the principle of the man. I know, I know, I know. Any other question like this? If you were just, like, throwing made-up god names at us, then that would be bad.
0: <laughs> uh, just because I don't think Sigurd would even want to approach that level of, like... I don't want to call it defined occultism, because it's all... Mumbo jumbo, but you know what I mean. It's it's defined characters and it's a different lore. Yes. Uh, but as for just all that aside, characters learn that these elder gods are behind the creation of the Chaos emeralds, and I guess um good old <laughs> Nyarlathotep is like the creator god of the ancients or whatever. Knuckles is like, oh, are they gonna cause trouble? No, they're kind of like Elder Gods. They don't really meddle in mortal affairs, unless they're like an elemental natural force. Okay, don't care. Rouge is like, does this affect their resale price? No, doesn't care. Eggman's like, how many uh, BTUs do you think I can get out of one of these Elder Gods? <laughs> is it nearby? Can I hook up a hose to it?
1: <laughs> Eggman would have
0: summon Cthulhu if he could. Oh, he put a little cockpit on the top of it like out of the Lego cross promotional. <laughs> the Eggthulu. Absolutely would.
1: It is Which is silly because I mean it's supposed to be you look at Cthulhu and you go insane, but I mean I guess Eggman's already insane, so it wouldn't make any difference. He's a mad genius. <laughs> Emphasis on mad, I guess. <laughs> i mean this doesn't really change anything this is already how <laughs> sonic's world works as it is can i, can I summon the elder
0: gods all right <laughs> here i go and eggman descends with this you know controlled eldric horror that blots out half the hemisphere and sonic looks up and he's like eh dark guy was uglier <laughs> Oh
1: man, man! Sonic is completely apparently immune to the insanity
0: of looking upon elder gods. <laughs> so he'd be plotting out how to parkour up this thing. He'd be fine.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's kind of crazy, though. It's like yeah, this this world of colorful animal creatures and wild crazy scientists is just completely immune from the elder gods insanity it's great I actually i kind of like, I love I told it you
0: this was my turf yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's great actually i kind of love it <laughs> kind of love it all right here's one from chunka it's well known that people have been clamoring for an sa2 remake for quite some time now so if sega were to reach out to you saying they would like you to polish up the script for said remake what points in the story would you change would you try to keep the characters more in line with their current versions? I'm particularly interested in what you would do with Amy since she pretty much gets sidelined for the entire story up until her moment with Shadow.
0: Thanks. I at most I would think it just needs some fine tuning, but the story flow itself is fine. What needs to be covered are some of the more detailed beats and, you know, some of the localization flubs. Now, when Shadow makes his big revelation, Rouge, I know who you are. You're Rouge, the path the famous spy. Now, that's silly. Um, <laughs> and Amy, Amy does have a lot of agency for the most part. She's just kind of played more for the joke until the big finale thing. So maybe there's a space here or there to beef up her presence. But, I mean, she goes to Prison Island on her own. Yeah. You know? She beats tails there for pity's sake. Make her and, playable. You know, I don't see her. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Depends on how large a scope of a remake we're talking about here. But yeah, you know what the actual nature of Project Shadow was. You know, maybe incorporate some of the material that was added later so it feels more cohesive. But overall, I don't think it needs to be tinkered with that much.
1: Yeah, I still don't really much care for the fact that the the pacing, just the way that the levels are laid out, switching between gameplay styles so drastically yeah. and so frequently is not my favorite thing about that game. And, in fact, it's one of the things that is, is why I like Sonic Adventure 1 better than 2.
0: Yeah, I'm one of those weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> Narratively, in terms of narrative structure sa one is more cohesive in terms of gameplay to story revelation. Yeah. But the, the, the footwork you have to do to line up each story. So it makes sense is a little more than essay two where it all plays out and you can see where the bridging events are. Yeah. But that comes at the sacrifice of the schizophrenic gameplay, you know, speed hunting, shooting, hunting, hunting, shooting, running, it, yeah, so i I honestly don't know how you would break up SA two into something more compartmentalized like SA one that wouldn't just shred the narrative into confetti.
1: Yeah, it's hard to say. Uh, I I don't know how exactly you'd kind of approach that, but there might be some interesting ways to do it because I mean, game design has changed so much in the last twenty plus years that you can come up with something I can't even like think about. right now so that would be uh be interesting i would like to see it here's a question from daniel h when we think about sonic the hedgehog game soundtracks most people seem to go to sonic two and three naturally but i gotta say sonic frontiers has an amazing soundtrack probably one of the best of the entire franchise right up there with unleashed what do you in the audience think oh this is not a question for you or me ian This is for the people who are (laughs) listening, so I guess uh, reply down in the comments (laughs) or in the chat right now. Maybe I'll read some of those. But yeah, what do you think of the Sonic Frontiers soundtrack? Moreless in the chat says it's their top two soundtrack, to be honest. And Agent Kaz says, really good. Happy Time says, rocking. DDR Master M says, magnificent. And Fox says, I like Unleashed and Frontiers are my tops. Dominic the raccoon says, Oh, it's a bop. Oh, I'm with you. I'm with you, Dominic. And Agent Cat says, It's full of jams. Yes, it's true. The other, the Dalek says, I think it's great. Dove says, Spinball options music, best ever. Not going to lie. I'm with you. That's not Frontiers related, but I'm I'm with you on that one. You spinball options music haters out there. <laughs> tisk, tisk. You just don't recognize greatness when it uh, assaults you right in the ears. <laughs> uh normal person says Frontiers OST is my addiction, Kazzy says Frontiers, yeah, I vibe. Yep. That's just some of the folks in the chat, their reactions to uh this question. So thank you, Daniel, for asking the the audience questions. And hey, if you want uh, to add on to this, leave your uh, thoughts down in the comments below. Here's a question from Exidel. Not to see Almighty Gabura's Thunder, but I have a question about Sonic's multiverse of my own. Knowing that there are infinite possibilities of variations on Sonic's timeline, is there a universe where Sonic is a web-slinging hyperspeed wall-crawler, and should he appear in the next Spider-Verse movie? Sure and yes. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, there was the Archie version of Sonic that was alt-universe version that was basically Spider-Man. And then there was also the alt-universe version of Sonic that was batman so you know
0: (laughs) sure spider hog spider hog never dips down below a jog (laughs) uh swings while
1: eating a chili dog there you go thanks thanks dub for that one that was not me coming up with that one (laughs) here's one from
0: Godzilla.
1: Some recent AM discussions on Twitter got me thinking about what the games would be like had Eggman not waited as long as he did to start his evil schemes to conquer the world. He could have avoided dealing with Sonic altogether. As What, would a five-year-old Sonic be able to, who would be all by himself, no Tails, Amy, Knuckles, be able to stop him? Is Sonic said, am basically what would have happened had Eggman committed to evil in his 20s as opposed to pulling a Walter White in his mid 40s and deciding to break bad Nix. <laughs> no, Sonic is the one who breaks the bad Nix.
0: I mean, the parallel you're trying to draw here is that classic Sonic equates to said, am Sonic during the coup. Is, is, is that I think so? Where we're trying to go with this, I,
1: I, I guess. Maybe not classic Sonic exactly, but like a younger Sonic because classic Sonic is apparently the same age as modern Sonic. So like a month has passed. Mm. So, but no, we're, yeah, we're going like to when he was actually like a, a child, a child,
0: child. It might be a question that, you know, Eggman may not have had the resources to do it or had not committed to the idea. Maybe he had some other aspirations and switched gears. It's hard to say because we don't have any backstory for him pre- south island shenanigans (laughs) but that's not the question question is what if Eggman started doing his thing before anybody was around if we're talking like young young sonic then tails wouldn't even been born yet arguably amy (laughs) uh so sonic wouldn't have the network to call upon anyway Uh, but given how things are i kind of imagine little babby sonic would be the equivalent of Classic Sonic, anyway, just with a smaller attack radius. I feel like he's this kind of eternal champion of himself <laughs> when you get down to it. <laughs> so maybe he's not the quickest with the quips. Maybe he doesn't even have full sentences yet. But by dinghy, he can jump and he can hit that wrecking ball back at the egg carrier, eggmobile, eggcraft. You know what I'm talking about? Egg thing. You what I'm getting bobber. at is Eggman. Eggman would certainly make more headway, but Sonic would eventually be punching holes through whatever he's constructed, mm. which would be even more embarrassing.
1: <laughs> I mean, at least now, Sonic's no longer really a, not supposed to be a child,
0: technically, depending on who you ask, I, mean, it's I guess. One thing to, it's one thing to lose to a woodland animal. It's another one to lose to a bocce ball with an attitude. <laughs>
1: Uh, Eggman's villainy was born when he said he wanted to build a theme park, but his mom said no. (laughs) Yep, that's probably it. You're probably right. And here's a question from Goomba Broadcast. How would a conversation between Maria Robotnik and Black Doom go? Curious on your take, given they're drastically different, practically water versus fire, morals and personalities, while also sharing a history with the shadow.
0: I mean, if Black Doom were to appear and go, you know, boogity boogity when I eat your face, uh, Maria would, you know, passionately defend the virtues and the legitimacy of all living things, that all life is precious, that the wonders of the world do not exist for any express purpose, just their very existence is sacred, that, you know, there is a way to find common ground or at least civil coexistence if you just give it a chance. And Black Doom finds that hilarious and eats your face.
1: <laughs> hmm.
0: And Maria is
1: destined to die. Somehow in some way. <laughs> so I guess that
0: would make sense. I mean, if we want to be real literal, it could go real dark real fast, but I don't want to do this. That's a family show. So... Is it? It just... it, it, it... <laughs> Do you mean to just drop the pretense of this being a family
1: show? We try, Kyle. We try. <laughs> we try to drop that pretense? Yeah, sometimes. No! <laughs> no! Uh, all right. <laughs> Here's a question from Icy. Food is currently on the brain. What is the type of cultural food you'd like to try one day? One of my favorites is anything involving noodles.
0: Well, Ian, we know you're not very adventurous. I am not. (laughs) And I realize that is a uh, shortcoming on my part. Uh, I mean, in general, if it's well-cooked and it used to draw a breath, I might give it a shot. Uh, You know, meat is a tasty thing. Mm -hmm. However, it's boiled, braised, or seasoned, I might give it a shot. I just know that I have a low threshold of tolerance for anything that's too... spicy Mm -hmm. i have actually
1: not ever really had true british food which is funny because that might be a type of food you could eat ian (laughs) it's very bland supposedly
0: boiled and like maybe has a pinch of salt
1: yeah i've never had like haggis or spotted dick wait can i say that this is a family show it's an it's a legitimate dish scottish Scott, okay. Scott, Scotland is part of the British Isles, so that's kind of British adjacent. But no, I'm going to look. I'm, I'm, I'm looking really bad. See, they eat beans. Mm, beans, beans is like one of my favorite. Not a big favorite fan of beans. I know, but I know you don't like beans, which is silly. Silly. I'm a big fan the, of beans on their
0: own on toast. Not really a big bean guy. Roll that
1: beautiful bean footage. And it is beautiful. Delicious beans. I'm a mean bean
0: machine. Only bean I really care about is the green one with the bandana. (laughs) I need it. I need to. I need.
1: I've never had shepherd's pie. Not really. No, I've never had. Well, but but, but, but you've never had shepherd's pie. Oh, I don't think so. Hold on. I might have, but it would be like a a long
0: time ago. Okay, okay. Next time you're up here, we're going to a like, pub. We're getting you, yeah. you a shepherd's pie.
1: Like at best, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 my British food is something that I have a pretty big blind spot on for the most part.
0: Oh, it's too bad. There used to be this uh, pub down by the waterfront that did one with uh, Guinness gravy. Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. That sounds good. That does sound good. I think, I think <laughs> they still do one at the Firkin, which is all right. Hmm.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe. It's kind of funny because, you know, British food is like the most plain bland thing. And you'd think I'd have it, but well, <laughs> it's not common around here. You know, it's, it's no. around, around here is it's, like list. we like classic American food and lots of Mexican food. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, we
0: do have some British style pubs, I guess. I just have never really been to them that much. So. Also, if there's any representative from FERC and listen to the show and wants to sponsor us, I will love your restaurant again. <laughs> Please reach out. Uh,
1: all right. Well, that's fun. Uh, otherwise, I don't know. I like I am not familiar at all with, say, any African cuisine.
0: Like I and That I, is generally I, way too spicy.
1: I am like out of my depth. I don't know anything about it at all, but I would be willing to give it a shot. Maybe. I don't, I don't necessarily care for super spice either, but I can handle a little bit at least. So yeah, I mean, I had hot dogs. I hear one from illegal chow fights. Do you know what's going on with cheese's teeth? They don't seem to be pointy.
0: Is this normal for chow? Chow and normal are not necessarily congruous terms. No, if cheese wants his teeth to be there, they can be there. If he wants them to be pointy or not. They can be whatever they want. He's a little flying water baby. Oh, I don't make the rules. All right. Well, I mean, I guess he can do what he wants.
1: Cheese can do whatever he wants. He takes no orders from anyone except cream. And that's more of a
0: suggestion. A yeah. prayer, if you will. <laughs> Please or oh, cheese on high. Get him.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and get this break. And then we'll be back with more on the Bumblecast.
0: This episode, we have a sponsored ad from our good buddy, Daniel H. He says, good day to you all. I'd like to take a moment to boost a friend of mine, Miss Jordan Worth Cobb, an aspiring filmmaker and fellow nerd. She's been through a lot here in the natural state it's not exactly been safe here for transgender people like herself, but she's got a promising job opportunity that could change things. She could use some cash moving and securing a place to live. If you have the time, please click on the link below, which we will have in the description below, to read up on her story and maybe send a coin or two her way. And if you would, please spread the word. Thank you for your time. Be well. You can find that at gofund.me slash All right, we're back, and we got this question here from
1: Kazzy. Sonic and Amy, body swap, do your worst. No, we can't do
0: our worst, (laughs) because this is a family show. I mean, Amy is just going to go wild with the speed to experience (laughs) life as Sonic does, to see the world through his eyes, and no wonder he's always running away. You can do this anytime you want. And she's, you know, vaulting off buildings and going through loop to loops and flying through the air and just having a grand old time. Meanwhile, Sonic is sitting there, and the hammer's in his hands, and then it's not. A it hammer's in his hands, and then it's not. Where is it going? He's not. He can do this on command. There's the hammer. He wants the hammer. There it is. And now he wants it away, and it's gone. How is he doing that? Where does it go? Hammer here. Hammer not. Hammer here. This is kind of freaking him out. It's kind of fun, too, but how does this working? Hammer, 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 hammer. <laughs> And that's what he would do the whole time. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We cannot figure this out. Eventually, Amy loops back around and it's like, okay, you know what? This is fun. This is amazing. But it's stimulus overload. She cannot do this 24-7. How does he live like this? She needs downtime. Okay. She needs to sit. She needs to talk with people. She needs to not feel like she's going to floor it just by looking in a certain direction. Can we swap back, please? And Sonic's like, yeah, whenever you want. You take your freaky little ghost hammer. I, I appreciate that you can control it. Really do. I don't want to touch it anymore. Or is it touching me? I don't really know. There's a newfound appreciation between the two of them. Well, that makes some sense. So wholesome. So wholesome.
1: I, I was thinking like Sonic would also be confused about why has how this hammer feels so light. It's like this hammer just feels like like just n- nothing. Nothing. Because whenever he's gotten hit by it, it feels like a ton of bricks. (laughs) It's Like, how does this not feel like anything? (laughs) How is it so light? I don't understand. Here's a question from Many Hats. How does Sonic and Friends fit into the deep lore and continuity of the rich Sonic Hedgehog expanded universe? An alternate universe? The transition period between classic and modern Sonic? (laughs) I don't know how entirely serious Many Hats is being here, but I, I don't know. I've seen some. Apparently, there is some discourse on just how Sonic and Friends And I was honestly, fits.
0: I was counting the episodes until this came out. <laughs> the minute that hit the internet, like, and here we go. One. I, no, actually, for the moment z- zero, because we haven't had any since it came out. <laughs> for the moment it doesn't it is preschool fluff entertainment it's a largely japanese centric nearly exclusive bit of fun you don't need to worry about it if it takes off and becomes something then we'll cross that bridge when we come to it but it is not intended to fit within the greater lore schema (laughs) so you're saying it's about as
1: canon as sonic boom yeah about that yeah okay uh it's y- just cute
0: ignoring the fact that boom should be canon dang it it isn't that's why we've got the multiverse kyle it exists somewhere in the nebulous network of sure why not yep and sonic and friends is there too mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> all right here's a question from Morlis. i've been thinking dangerous i know And Blaze is really overpowered, isn't she? She's nearly as fast on land as Sonic. She can fly. She can set things on fire with her mind. She can create tornadoes of flame. And on top of all that, her powers even work underwater. All that is to say, Blaze Frontiers win. Oh, man. Modern (laughs) community. Get to work. They already have. Pretty sure. Well, at least Yeah, is I, there... there's a Blaze swap. You swapped out the models of Sonic with Blaze. She doesn't play any differently, okay. I don't think. At least last I saw. Maybe they've added some moves. I don't know if anyone's gotten that far yet to it, but. Okay. Yeah, I am. <laughs>
0: there, There's your new goal, folks. Mm. But yeah, that'd be pretty nifty. I mean, mm-hmm. Blaze's world seems to be oceanic, filled with islands, as best we can tell. Mm-hmm. I, I want to see it. I'm on board. Give it to me, Blaze. Can you imagine a Titan-esque fights with a burning Blaze? Blaze is overpowered. To which I say, good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's one reason why Blaze rules. So why she's awesome. Titan, Titan boss battles with Blaze, burning Blaze. Yeah, yeah, yeah see Blaze go fishing. <laughs> 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 Alright, here's one from Mixiger 17. A while back someone asked about no zone counterparts to various characters, and for Zurge and Zit, Dirty Cops feel no sadness for his unfortunate name. I was wondering, while I'm sure it's the answer is also I'm overthinking about a fun one off question. Are they supposed to be based off Serge's and Kit's current personalities or their pre hypno personalities? Or did Czarline? Starline? Eh, Zarline's easier. Have a secret rehabilitation program of his own, he decided to make to try and impress Warden Robotnik. And they were former prisoners who, quote-unquote, volunteered.
0: That is a nifty spin on the concept. But it's a fan idea, so I can't use... Um... Yeah, this is this is free game. Never going to happen. The no-zone uh, thing is gone. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Uh, I dig that. That is a nice spin on it. it holds holds true to the conventions set by the alternate universe. Eh, nah, I dig it. I got nothing to add. Full you, marks. You've done it. <laughs> now Ian will use your
1: idea in Lost Hedgehog Tales, but that's it. No, he probably won't. Because surgeon kit wouldn't have existed, so they would not have had incarnations
0: back then. Well, I mean, the no zone is supposed to pierce all realities, it runs perpendicular to them all. So,
1: presumably,
0: I, I don't know. What about the I don't know zone?
1: <laughs> if you have the no zone, you got to have the I don't know zone
0: that that would have had to have appeared some like like sonic one through ten that level of ridiculousness no it, it totally could have no it absolutely could have it, it would
1: it would have appeared in at least the first fifty issues if it were
0: gonna maybe <laughs> they're i mean what French frias was thirty three number thirties <laughs> yeah okay
1: <laughs> or thirty one Fair Fair one of those um,
0: <laughs> one of those. <laughs>
1: yeah all right uh, still one of my favorite bad issues i don't know <laughs> why the cover is so awesome i i do know why because it's spaz but the, yeah he he went way harder than he needed but to. but <laughs> the story itself is like does not live up to the cover in the slightest <laughs> uh but it's still funny because it's like wow that that dichotomy is what makes it funny i think it's like wow all right (laughs) here's a question from uh noni seeing out in sonic heroes froggy got kidnapped due to their residual traces of chaos in their system if someone licked them now, if someone licked them now, would it have any ill effects or is it all out of his system at this point? follow up if it does have any effect, what would said effect be yeah.
0: foggy you're, you're looking at a frog man at, no not a frog at man best, a frog is nasty frog yeah, yeah, yeah. like at best it's just gross uh-huh check that at best you're going on a trip. <laughs> Neutral is it just gross. Bad, it turns out he's one of those poisonous frogs and you die in debilitating pain within the next five minutes. <laughs> yeah, but like is there any chaos energy in there still? Could you become could you become I, chaos? It doesn't really matter, does it? Cause if you go on your <laughs> trip, you're gonna be seeing chaos, you're gonna be seeing Gaia, you're gonna be seeing the other side of the moon. You're you're flying all over the place. You are running in that half pipe, man. If it's neutral, then the trace amounts are so small that it doesn't matter. It's just gross. And if it kills you, then it don't matter because you got to liquefy your insides. It doesn't matter if it's chaotic or not. <laughs> hmm, I get the feeling that Froggy is not one of those poisonous frogs, but who knows? <laughs> who knows? I mean, the only person who has regular contact with him is Big, and we know Big's immune to poison, so... I mean, Big is immune to death, as he should be, because, you know... He's big. <laughs> big invented death to add some spice to the world. <laughs> I mean, you all can't be here forever. That would be dangerous.
1: So you must die. Bye. <laughs> Omega Man 21 has a question. On July's Bumblecast Live, you were asked about Rough and Tumble's Sonic Prime counterparts. I would like to submit these names for the counterparts for your enjoyment.
0: Can we do this again? Is This is a, a fan idea. I, if rough and tumble show up in any incarnation of Sonic Prime, I will eat my hat. So I think we're clear. Do you have any hats? I do. I do, actually. Okay, well, better start salting one.
1: <laughs> All right. New York City, Daft and Punk, Boss Cage Maze, Rock and Roll. Oh, Capcom might come a knock in if you did that. <laughs> And then uh, No Place, Heave and hoe. <laughs> Ho. Ho is a little dangerous. You? Uh, uh, your name is Ho. Uh, uh, shut uh, up. <laughs> <much>. <laughs> the alternate universe version of them. <laughs> Beavuff, Beavuff and <laughs> Oh, You're trying too hard.
0: Yeah, you said hard. Oh. Yeah, I know. I'm trying too hard. You're welcome. Uh, Daft and Punk, I dig it. Uh, rock and Roll, I see what you're doing there, but I feel like it needs to be a little more botanical. I have no better suggestion. I'm just critiquing. Heathen ho we've already established, I find that hilarious. So yes. <laughs> Juice and jam. I will also accept... <laughs> I will also accept... As an alternative, swash and buckle. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Dumb and dumber. Nope, you'll we'll probably get sued for that one, too. <laughs> now, finding an appropriate rhyming word with buckle, good luck. But, uh... Chuckle. It's so funny. Shush you. <laughs> Knuckle. Okay, fine.
1: Mm, uh, I, I I think... I can't think of any other's huckle there we go <laughs> uh duckle that's not a word anyway here's this question from reckons professor pickle and a team of scholars show up on angel island to do research assuming no interest in the master emerald is knuckles fine with respectful tourism or is he more of a thou shalt a defile the sacred island kind of
0: guy does he like cucumber sandwiches oh uh, everybody's getting the boot You do not touch his island. Get off his island. Get off his lawn, his lawn being the entire island. (laughs) And you know what? He will accept your offering of cucumber sandwiches. It's rather refreshing, actually. Nice crunch to it. Well put together. You're not getting any further off (laughs) now. Go. He will grab you and throw you off the side. Like the cucumber sandwich means you get a head start. You can leave of (laughs) your own volition oh darn
1: (laughs) all right here's one for brock a million i think scourge is pretty overrated i like him just fine but i think he could have been a much better character and villain instead of trying to rule the world like every other archie villain what if scourge was an anarchist that would have truly made him the evil sonic sonic is all about freedom, so overthrowing the government spreading chaos and disorder across the world would be scourge's more extreme and twisted sense of freedom what are your thoughts
0: valid take on it. I would counter argue that the opposite of freedom is oppression where Sonic is fighting the totalitarianism of Dr. Robotnik Scourge is there to instate his own authoritative dictatorship. Sonic wants everyone to be free to live their own lives. Scourge wants them to live for him and him alone.
1: Yeah, I guess it depends on if you're talking about Scourge being a counterpart to Sonic in general or Scourge being a counterpart specifically to Archie Sonic. Because well. Archie Sonic is used to living under a monarchy system, you know, so he's he's yeah, a bit different yeah, yeah. from current mainline Sonic. So I kind of see what Rock is going for here.
0: Sure. And one of the things that I wish we had been able to get into with House of Cards was Sonic's actually wrestling with that. You know, he fought his whole life to establish this kingdom and city and whatever. It's what he knows But is it what he really wants in the end? Right. Does he want to support, you know, the man for the greater good? Or does he want true and total freedom? And we didn't get a chance to touch on that at all. Mm. I'm not saying Rockamillion's wrong. No. I'm saying there's different approaches to it. And it's also giving Scourge too much credit for that level of metacontextual thought. (laughs) King Scourge was more like, I want to be the boss. I want to stomp on everyone who made fun of me. Now I'm on top. Yeah. The minute he lost all that, the fascination was gone. It's more of, a, it wasn't really a a desire to rule. It was more of a flex on everybody else.
1: I mean, it's fine. If you think scourge is cool, but I mean, he, he is also kind of dumb. Like, Oh yeah. Like, like he's, he's not very bright. He does not think very far ahead. I mean, Sonic doesn't either, but at least Sonic can eventually figure out the right way. <laughs> it's just, Scourge is still, just like, wrong. Always. Always wrong. Speaking of Scourge, here's a question from Scourge Time. I've seen some really great fan art of Auntie Elias in the past few days. Now, here's my question. How would an Anti Elias be like, and what would his relationship with Alicia, Auntie Sally, be like?
0: Hmm. Hmm. This is a tangled ball of yarn. (laughs) Because Elias was whisked away to Angel Island to evade the violence of the Great War. Was shot down and was raised by proxy by the royal folks. I don't remember their names off the top. The, The royal attendants, whoever. With a little bit of supervision by the guardians. So brotherhood, excuse me. Now in the Antiverse, we had the great peace, which led to stagnation. So do we approach it as anti Elias was whisked away by anti Alicia? Uh, That's kind of funny to say, you know what I mean? The anti queen (laughs) to make a power play perhaps, Take the firstborn, the true heir, to establish rule elsewhere and undercut anti-Max? Or did they stick around and where did Elias go? Where was he? <laughs> There's a couple of ways you could approach this. And that would, that would very much inform what direction to go with Elias. Because in the main line, he had this sense of duty to the throne you know hey i'm royal blood i gotta do this i guess and then cracked under the pressure and then came back because okay he had time to cool off and find his center and strengthen his moral core he'll come back for the sake of the people and his family and all right now he's got things kind of on lock kind of but he's going to do it on his terms which when you deconstruct it and you know distill it to that it's kind of a Nice, heroic arc. He has his moment of failure, and then he grows from it and comes back stronger and a viable leader. So, Anti-Elias, I guess, would want the throne no matter what. It's his. It doesn't matter if he's ready for it or if he actually truly wants it. It's his, and he's going to have it by dinghy. Except we know that the Anti-Freedom Fighters kicked Max out and took over. So where would Elias have gone at that point? Did he get tossed into the Anti-Zone of Silence? That's a weird thought. (laughs) Anti-bubble dimension to the main one. (laughs)
1: Uh. It's the Zone of Silence. It's the Area of
0: Noise. (laughs) The construction yard. (laughs) Uh. Oh Yeah, maybe he gets tossed in there, and for whatever reason, King Max gets shunted off to the zone jail, but anti Elias is kicking around in land of noise and uh, teams up with anti Nagus to uh, reclaim the throne. Except I guess in this scenario, anti Nagus actually does want to bring about good and reform. And it's anti Elias who is messing with him the whole time. He's using him in his power. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. I like that. That's workable. You've done fanfic it. Arthur. fanfic authors. You're off to the races. <laughs> Here's your prompt. Have a good time.
1: <laughs> Here's a question from Thevius. In the next installment of Starline's Isekai Adventures, he's actually taken back to the events just before his first demise during his mech battle with Eggman. Using all the knowledge he's gained moments before his death and all the other Isekais before, what does he do differently in this scenario, and how does it all end in him becoming another plush? We've talked about
0: this <laughs> before, I think. <laughs> We've had him go back right before The Rock fell. Oh, yeah, right. This but- is... In, in Medius Res, this is during the battle, and it does come down to hubris again, because he would have this a moment of epiphany like, I'm back. I have this moment, and I have all this knowledge, but it's been so many lives. How did this fight go again? And he loses even faster. <laughs> How does this thing work? Uh... <laughs> yes, yes. And at this point, I dodged to the left. No, I went to the right. No, no, no. Panic, panic. And he's gone again.
1: Off to the next one. (laughs) And here's the next one right now. This one's from Scurvy Pirate Dog. Starline's Isakai Adventures continue. This time he wakes up as Lego Starline. How does it go? Will he help Lego Eggman in taking over Lego HQ? How does he feel about a situation?
0: I imagine he was part of that entire cross-promotional event. We just didn't see him. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's running around in the background and trying to facilitate goofy little Lego Eggman's plans. And then he ends up getting stomped on by the Lego worker that Eggman took over.
1: But he could always put himself back together. He's Lego, you know. How does he, like, get to the point where he can't really do that? Where he can't really put well, himself now back together? Into the,
0: well, now we have the question of at what point do Lego individuals retain their selves? Mm-hmm. When they are fully deconstructed, is there still a Lego soul to be had? Probably.
1: You I thinking, don't know, man. you think I'm you, not
0: big on my Lego lore.
1: You probably have to incinerate them or something. Throw them in the fire, throw them in do something that completely just makes them un, unusable. See,
0: I was going to give him a a quick and funny exit. You're being extra mean. Well, I'm just down. I'm just I'm just being realistic. I'm just being
1: accurate to the Lego
0: Realistic about the talking living plastic doll. I'm being realistic to, to the Lego living
1: situation. Like how Legos live. Like how do Legos live? I mean, you melt them. They I might have to go back and rewatch the Lego movie to see if they even address that. Put them on fire. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is Starline hates Emmett like with a burning passion. <laughs> Absolute burning passion. It'd be like a
0: milk toast. Chris Pratt. Everything wannabe. is not awesome, especially if you are part of a team.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. All right. Here is this one from Sprites Forever. What would be, what would be the most incredible trick shot that Whisper could reliably pull off with her wispin? And would she, after impressing Tangle, agree to sniping an apple off her head at a dangerous dis- distance if Tangle kept annoying her about it? <laughs>
0: The trick shot that actually came from Sega that I absolutely adore is she throws out a few of the refracting crystals and fires the cyan laser through it to get multiple shots off at different angles. Oh, yeah. That's just cool, man. (laughs) I don't know if you can top that. That's just spiffy. Sega rules in that respect. (laughs) uh, I think with enough conjoling, Tangle could get her to agree to do that shot with the apple and you got the laser going <laughs> and just like shredding this apple into confetti and Tangle's getting all covered in apple goop and she's like so cool <laughs> uh, yes
1: yes she has the big stars and hearts at her eyes as she should <laughs> here's a question from siphon i've been making a story for the best part of three years now Originally, I was going to make a Sonic fanfic, trying to keep it within reasonable bounds. However, it didn't work as I was trying to fit Sonic with the narrative of my OC, Angel Fox, and it reflects on what my better readers were saying. As I was developing the story, I soon realized I could have a story revolving around my character, so I decided to scrap the idea of a Sonic fanfic and go with my OC instead. I don't want to get into too much detail. I'm working to iron out the potential structural problems my story has. It's Angel's self-discovery and what impact she has on her planet. The premise line will be revealed once I have something more concrete. So here's the question. And uh, they include a link to their uh, design of their character. And they say, this is the design of Angel Fox. Am I able to run with this design or do I need to redesign the character? Personally, I think it's a fine design. Which you got to keep in mind that uh, if you're doing this as a comic project, you will have to redraw it multiple many times, so keeping it relatively easy to draw is a good
0: idea. Just at a glance, I would not immediately equate this with the Sonic franchise. To me, this looks like kind of general anthro artwork. So if your concern is are you treading on Sonic's turf too much, I think you're fine. Yeah, that too. Yep, I don't think that would be a, a problem. Also good on you for breaking out of the comfort zone and striking out to do your own thing. More power to you. Yep, that's always cool. So good
1: luck. And our last question is from Twilord. Now that you've named Shadow's Death Spawn, we have to keep it. So how many games would it oh, take? So how many games would it take for Harold the Death Spawn? Shadow's corporate mandated answer to Ellie or Atreus. <laughs> To be power creeped to cheese-like levels. And once Harold is, how long does it take you to want a solo team-up special?
0: <laughs> how
1: can you have a solo team-up? I don't know. I don't know. Who's the teaming up so what with? Solo is one. Like team-up is more than one. <laughs> cheese? Are they teaming up with cheese? Is that what you mean? Uh, like, you want to, to Harold the Spun to team up with cheese? I mean, that could be funny. <laughs>
0: It would be <laughs> tiresome to read given all the dialogue would be chow 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 chow. I assume
1: it would be translated <laughs> into <laughs> readable by the
0: readers. Ian. <laughs> I suppose if you want to take off the training wheel, blah, 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 blah. and I would say let Harold's growth be slow and completely in the background, like you just realize over the course of six or seven years that he goes from the size of a tennis ball to the size of a trash can. No actual evolution to any of the other black arms formed. It is just this angry fanged flan that follows Shattered around every so often. I mean, I guess that works. Mm.
1: Mm. Fanged flan.
0: (laughs) On that note, we're done. (laughs) We're super done. Thank you so much to everyone who supports this show and for sending your questions in through patreoncom slash Bumblecast, slash Bumblecast and through our YouTube comments. Be good to yourselves, be good to each other, and we will see you next time on the Bumblecast. Hmm.
1: Here's a question from Batman 69. Lol. Oh, we just did this one. <laughs> My bad. You've been listening to the Bumblecast, a co-production of Bumbleking Comics and the KNGI Network. Original theme music composed by Ken Coda Snyder. Remixed intro by T-Lopes. Find out more information along with podcast feeder links, mp3 downloads, and more at BumbleKing.com and KNGI.org.
0: what's up i uh, just i'm back i'm here i have not read anything so these are all blind oh boy <laughs> <laughs> you're in luck then <laughs> but this one no prep no idea no <laughs> nothing
1: well then you better buckle in because it, it gets
0: exciting from question one. <laughs> oh, great lovely marvelous <laughs> immaculate <sighs>
1: Uh, uh, don't worry, it gets better. Ready when you want.